Second Chronicles chapter 9 Now when the queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon, she came to test him with difficult questions. She arrived in Jerusalem with a very large caravan, with camels bearing spices, gold in abundance, and precious stones. So she came to Solomon and spoke with him about all that was on her mind. And Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was too difficult for him to explain. When the queen of Sheba saw the wisdom of Solomon, the palace he had built, the food at his table, the seating of his servants, the service and attire of his attendants and cupbearers, and the burnt offerings he presented at the house of the Lord, it took her breath away. She said to the king, The report I heard in my own country about your words and wisdom is true, but I did not believe the reports until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, not half of the greatness of your wisdom was told to me. You have far exceeded the report I heard. How blessed are your men! How blessed are these servants of yours who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom! Blessed be the Lord your God, who has delighted in you to set you on his throne, to be king for the Lord your God. Because your God loved Israel enough to establish them forever, he has made you king over them to carry out justice and righteousness. And she gave the king 120 talents of gold, a great quantity of spices, and precious stones. There had never been such spices as those the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. The servants of Hiram and of Solomon, who brought gold from Ophir, also brought algum wood and precious stones. The king made the algum wood into steps for the house of the Lord and for the king's palace and into lyres and harps for the singers. Never before had anything like them been seen in the land of Judah. King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba all she desired, whatever she asked, far more than she had brought the king. Then she left and returned to her own country along with her servants. The weight of gold that came to Solomon each year was 666 talents, not including the revenue from the merchants and traders. And all the Arabian kings and governors of the land also brought gold and silver to Solomon. King Solomon made two hundred large shields of hammered gold. Six hundred shekels of hammered gold went into each shield. He also made three hundred small shields of hammered gold. Three hundred shekels of gold went into each shield. And the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Additionally, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with pure gold. The throne had six steps, and a footstool of gold was attached to it. There were armrests on both sides of the seat, with a lion standing beside each armrest. Twelve lions stood on the six steps, one at either end of each step. Nothing like this had ever been made for any kingdom. All King Solomon's drinking cups were gold, and all the utensils of the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. There was no silver because it was accounted as nothing in the days of Solomon. For the king had the ships of Tarshish that went to Hiram's servants, and once every three years the ships of Tarshish would arrive bearing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. So King Solomon surpassed all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. All the kings of the earth sought an audience with Solomon to hear the wisdom that God had put in his heart. Year after year, each visitor would bring his tribute, articles of silver and gold, clothing, weapons, spices, horses, and mules. 
Solomon had four thousand stalls for horses and chariots, and twelve thousand horses, which he stationed in the chariot cities and also with him in Jerusalem. He reigned over all the kings from the Euphrates to the land of the Philistines, as far as the border of Egypt. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones, and cedar as abundant as sycamore in the foothills. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and from all the lands. As for the rest of the acts of Solomon from beginning to end, are they not written in the records of Nathan the prophet, in the prophecy of Ahijah the Shilonite, and in the visions of Edo the seer concerning Jeroboam son of Nebat? Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel forty years, and Solomon rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of his father David, and his son Rehoboam reigned in his place. Chapter 10 Then Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had gone there to make him king. When Jeroboam son of Nebat heard about this, he returned from Egypt where he had fled from King Solomon. So they sent for Jeroboam, and he and all Israel came to Rehoboam and said, Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but now you should lighten the burden of your father's service and the heavy yoke he put on us, and we will serve you. Rehoboam answered, Come back to me in three days. So the people departed. Then King Rehoboam consulted with the elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. How do you advise me to respond to these people? he asked. They replied, If you will be kind to these people and please them by speaking kind words to them, they will be your servants forever. But Rehoboam rejected the advice of the elders. Instead, he consulted the young men who had grown up with him and served him. He asked them, What message do you advise that we send back to these people who have spoken to me, saying, Lighten the yoke your father put on us? The young men who had grown up with him replied, This is how you should answer these people who said to you, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you should make it lighter. This is what you should tell them. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Whereas my father burdened you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. Whereas my father scourged you with whips, I will scourge you with scorpions. After three days, Jeroboam and all the people returned to Rehoboam. Since the king had said, Come back to me on the third day. And the king answered them harshly. King Rehoboam rejected the advice of the elders and spoke to them as the young men had advised, saying, Whereas my father made your yoke heavy, I will add to your yoke. Whereas my father scourged you with whips, I will scourge you with scorpions. So the king did not listen to the people, and indeed this turn of events was from God, in order that the Lord might fulfill the word that he had spoken through Ahijah the Shilonite to Jeroboam son of Nebat. When all Israel saw that the king had refused to listen to them, they answered the king, What portion do we have in David? And what inheritance in the son of Jesse? To your tents, O Israel, look now to your own house, O David. So all the Israelites went home, but Rehoboam still reigned over the Israelites, living in the cities of Judah. Then King Rehoboam sent out Hadoram, who was in charge of the forced labor, but the Israelites stoned him to death. And King Rehoboam mounted his chariot in haste and escaped to Jerusalem. So to this day Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David. Chapter 11 When Rehoboam arrived in Jerusalem, he mobilized the house of Judah and Benjamin, 180,000 chosen warriors, to fight against Israel and restore the kingdom to Rehoboam. 
But the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, the man of God. Tell Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, and all the Israelites in Judah and Benjamin, that this is what the Lord says. You are not to go up and fight against your brothers. Each of you must return home, for this word is from me. So they listened to the words of the Lord and turned back from going against Jeroboam. Rehoboam continued to live in Jerusalem, and he built up cities for defense in Judah. He built up Bethlehem, Etam, Tekoa, Bethzur, Soko, Adullam, Gath, Marisha, Ziph, Adoram, Lachish, Azekah, Zorah, Ahijalan, and Hebron, the fortified cities of Judah and Benjamin. He strengthened their fortresses and put officers in them with supplies of food, oil, and wine. He also put shields and spears in all the cities and strengthened them greatly. So Judah and Benjamin belonged to him. Moreover, the priests and Levites from all their districts throughout Israel stood with Rehoboam. For the Levites left their pasture lands and their possessions and went to Judah and Jerusalem, because Jeroboam and his sons had rejected them as priests of the Lord. And Jeroboam appointed his own priests for the high places and for the goat demons and calf idols he had made. Those from every tribe of Israel who had set their hearts to seek the Lord their God followed the Levites to Jerusalem to sacrifice to the Lord, the God of their fathers. So they strengthened the kingdom of Judah and supported Rehoboam, son of Solomon, for three years, because they walked for three years in the way of David and Solomon. And Rehoboam married Mahalath, who was the daughter of David's son, Jeremoth, and of Abihail, the daughter of Jesse's son, Eliab. She bore sons to him, Jeush, Shemariah, and Zeham. After her he married Makkah, daughter of Absalom, and she bore to him Abijah, Atai, Ziza, and Shelemeth. Rehoboam loved Makkah, daughter of Absalom, more than all his wives and concubines. In all he had eighteen wives and sixty concubines, and he was the father of twenty-eight sons and sixty daughters. Rehoboam appointed Abijah, son of Makkah, as chief prince among his brothers, intending to make him king. Rehoboam also acted wisely by dispersing some of his sons throughout the districts of Judah and Benjamin and to all the fortified cities. He gave them abundant provisions and sought many wives for them. Chapter 12 After Rehoboam had established his sovereignty and royal power, he and all Israel with him forsook the law of the Lord. In the fifth year of Rehoboam's reign, because they had been unfaithful to the Lord, Shishak, king of Egypt, came up and attacked Jerusalem with 1,200 chariots, 60,000 horsemen, and countless troops who came with him out of Egypt, Libyans, Sukites, and Cushites. He captured the fortified cities of Judah and came as far as Jerusalem. Then Shemaiah the prophet came to Rehoboam and the leaders of Judah who had gathered at Jerusalem because of Shishak, and he said to them, This is what the Lord says. You have forsaken me, therefore I have forsaken you into the hand of Shishak. So the leaders of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, The Lord is righteous. When the Lord saw that they had humbled themselves, the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, saying, They have humbled themselves. I will not destroy them, but will soon grant them deliverance. My wrath will not be poured out on Jerusalem through Shishak. Nevertheless, they will become his servants 
so that they may learn the difference between serving me and serving the kings of other lands. So King Shishak of Egypt attacked Jerusalem and seized the treasures of the house of the Lord and of the royal palace. He took everything, including the gold shields that Solomon had made. Then King Rehoboam made bronze shields in their place and committed them to the care of the captains of the guard on duty at the entrance to the royal palace. And whenever the king entered the house of the Lord, the guards would go with him, bearing the shields, and later they would return them to the guard room. Because Rehoboam humbled himself, the anger of the Lord turned away from him, and he did not destroy him completely. Indeed, conditions were good in Judah. Thus King Rehoboam established himself in Jerusalem. He was forty-one years old when he became king, and he reigned seventeen years in Jerusalem, the city the Lord had chosen from all the tribes of Israel in which to put his name. His mother's name was Nema the Ammonite, and Rehoboam did evil because he did not set his heart to seek the Lord. Now the acts of Rehoboam, from first to last, are they not written in the records of Shemaiah the prophet and Edo the seer concerning the genealogies? There was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam throughout their days, and Rehoboam rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David, and his son Abijah reigned in his place.